Comics Pro 2024 is now a distant memory. We've got the details on what the publishers said, some ideas about what the publishers didn't say, and some ideas about what this means for the future. So we're going to talk about it in three. Welcome back to Comical Opinions. So today we're going to talk about the Comics Pro 2024 outcomes as far as announcements, publisher um, press releases, retailer changes for what could be coming in the future and what that all means to you. Uh, I'm Gabe Hernandez, your publisher in the AIC. Thank you for joining and so let's get into it. So what is Comics Pro 20, 2024 and every year since? If you're not familiar, Comics Pro is a comics convention but it's about business. The publishers talking to the retailers primarily but it also includes the distributors as well. It's not a Comic-Con, not in the sense that you have uh, cosplayers running around or creators that are trying to hawk their next big project or uh, or collectibles and all those kinds of things happening. This is really just a business convention. So it's a bit dry, it's stodgy, it's not at all big or flashy, but it's where the decisions are being made about where the comics industry is going next. So if you want to know what, what are the meaningful changes that are coming for the publishers and the retailers? This is the convention you go to. It was scheduled this past weekend, uh, February 22nd through 24th, 2024 in Pittsburgh. And we've gathered as much of the different announcements, tidbits from different news articles, uh, press releases and what have you, and distilled it down to, I think, the changes that matter and the changes that make sense. So we're gonna talk about it, step you through it, and we're also gonna take a quick note about what we notice we didn't see coming out of that convention, which may or may not be good news, depending on your point of view. So uh, first of all, let's talk about the actual board of directors for Comics Pro, and they've gone through a, a couple of changes. One of them is kind of personal to me because Comics Pro's board of directors now has a new president, Joe Murray from Captain Blue Hen, and that's personal to me because Captain Blue Hen happens to be my LCS. They are here in uh, Delaware, and uh, I've met Joe. I know Joe. He doesn't really know me personally. It's not where we're not buddies or anything like that, but we've seen each other face to face. I've been in his store many, 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 many times. So I kind of have a personal investment in that. So congratulations to Joe. Uh, let's see. Sienna Fulton will be replacing Tim Stolzfus for one of the board seats. The rest of the board pretty much stays in check. So, so for the most part, just a couple changes, nothing really impactful. So let's talk about the retailer and industry type and distributor type of changes that, that are coming out of uh, Comics Pro. So, first of all, Lunar Distribution, who is the new distributor away from Diamond, they're they're distributor for DC Image, Oni, and and several others. Uh, they are agreed to affidavit returns, from what we can tell. Now, when a comic shop wants to return a comic, they usually have to tear off the cover, and then they tear off all the covers to the ones that they want to send back, and then they send back all the covers as proof that they are returning it, because that basically makes the comic unsellable you know, in the, it, it, depending on <laughs> whether or not somebody wants to read it or doesn't care about the cover, that's up to you. But basically that's proof. But it's very cumbersome. It's very manual. It's time intensive and you have to pay for shipping and do all those things. Lunar has now, at least a select group of publishers within Lunar have agreed to affidavit returns, which means you no longer have to tear off the cover and send it back. Basically you sign a, a form that says, yes, I am returning this number of copies. And it's sort of like a legal document to say, to, to say that I'm returning these number of comics, even though I'm not physically giving back to you. I'm declaring that that number of comics are unsellable, and so there you get credit back or some kind of uh, exchange of value in return. So that takes a lot of the cumbersome manual tearing off covers and shipping it back process off the LCS uh, folks, and that's that's a big deal, and that's a positive step in the right direction. 
Second, uh, there's a big push for what's called the comic standard. So the comic standard, and uh, there's a link in there, or the comet standard, comet as in like flyby comet, uh, is a new standard that's well, not, not very new, but relatively new, where uh, a, folks have, a collective of folks have gotten together to form a grassroots standardization of how the different publishers create the uh, metadata tags for their inventory of comics. So for example, DC might say, Batman 143 is a, in, the, in the metadata format for how it's put on a spreadsheet and how it's fed into electronic systems for automatic invoicing and, and subscriptions and ordering might be something like Batman, comma, Zdarsky, comma, 499, comma, or some kind of format, that, but, but it's specific to DC. Oni might have something completely different. Image might have something completely different. Marvel might have something different. And so that becomes a really big pain in the ass when you're trying to when you're trying to create like inventory systems or subscription systems like Comics Hub, that, 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 because all the different publishers are using different formatting systems for how they catalog and describe their inventory of stuff. The Comet standard is meant to give a basically an industry-wide standard so that in asking the publishers to all adopt the same standard. So that way, when it comes to tracking stuff on a spreadsheet for, at the LCS or vendors that have subscription services or inventory services, everybody's using the same format. It makes it a lot easier to keep everything in one place and make it very easy to import, export, and track all that stuff. So there was a big push from presentations about the Comet Standard. I've included the link to the Comet Standard in there so you can see for yourself, read the white paper, and that's all, that, and that's good stuff. Now, that's a lot of dry business stuff. If you're, if you're kind of a statistics or a nerd or a business B2B type of person, that's great for you. Let's talk about what the publisher's doing. So starting off in no particular order, Marvel. So Marvel has announced new free Marvel must-have comics. These are a collection of comics that highlight specific characters that you must have. And the biggest part of that announcement is it's free. And so they're going to be available to uh, readers, let's see, according to the announcement, they're going to be available next month, which is in March. So you're going to have Spider-Man Deadpool number one from 2016, Immortal Thor 2023, that's the Al Ewing run, I believe, uh, number two, and the Ms. Marvel, the New Mutant 2023 number one edition. That is co-written by Sabir um, Brizada and uh, Iman Vellani, who plays Ms. Marvel in the MCU. So those three issues will be effectively available for free. It's, a, I, it's the intention there is to give folks a reading who come into an LCS and say, hey, I want to know about these characters. It gives them a jumping on point where they have to spend no money whatsoever. That's a, it's, but it's different than what you would get at Free Comic Book Day, which primarily would be to push upcoming events. This is going back in time and saying, here's a jumping on point for these characters if you're interested. Maybe a good idea. If it catches on, we'll see. Also from Marvel, now this is a sort of a hearsay comment, uh, but according to Bleeding Cool, who, you know, I but don't try to link to them too much, but in this case, it's an important comment. Dan Buckley, who's a president of Marvel Entertainment, has stated Marvel Comics will be emphasizing $3.99 price point going forward. That doesn't mean for all titles, doesn't mean for everything, but it means that that should be the average standard. So that's coming directly from Dan Buckley's uh, mouth. If that holds up, we'll see, but that's an important announcement from Marvel. And that's unfortunately, fortunate or unfortunately, that's really all the big announcements we have from Marvel. Let's move over to DC. Uh, DC's got a lot more announcements, and obviously because I think from a stability standpoint, they're in much worse shape than Marvel, which is probably a good thing that they're making these announcements. First of all, they're announcing the big summer event called Absolute Power. And I have a link to the press release in, in here so you can see the whole thing. Uh, the summer event is going to team up Amanda Waller 
with Failsafe, who sort of adopted a Batman-type persona, with a new character, Queen Brainiac, uh, invented by Joshua Williamson in his forthcoming uh, Brainiac arc, which hasn't even come out yet. I don't know if that character is going to be a hit or not, but it looks like DC is going all in on that, which, given Williamson's track record for events at DC, may not be the smartest idea, but we'll see how it goes. Presumably, coming out of that summer event is whatever is going to happen next in September, which realigns several titles, if not all of them. Uh, also, coming out of uh, that the uh, press release announcement, Elseworlds is returning in June with a selection of different titles. Uh, that series of Elseworlds events is going to be one per month all the way up through November. So if you like Elseworlds, you will have six months worth of new issues to, key, uh, to uh, pick up if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, also, DC will be releasing a series of paperback trades focusing on specific characters. The characters they have on, ta on tap for each one of the trades is Superman, Flash, Batman, Catwoman, and Wonder Woman. And each of those trades will focus on specific eras in that character's existence. So a particular decade or a series of years where their stories were the most meaningful or most impactful. So a lot of this stuff goes back in some cases back to the 30s and 40s. So you have to take a look, figure out which ones you like and, and see if it makes sense for you. I think that's a step in the right direction as a type of zero issue or zero year for a lot of these characters to trying to get new readers on board. And they're going to be priced somewhere in the 35 to $40 range per each. Uh, let's see, also from DC, and I think this is a big one that affects everybody. DC has announced that after four years, since their departure from Diamond, they are now going back to New Comic Book Day on Wednesdays. So instead of being the only the big major player that's, that, that brings everything out on Tuesday, they're now moving to Wednesdays. So if you want to bundle up and do all your Wednesday warrior shopping on Wednesdays, this is good news for you. It's also good news for the um, retail short stores because now they don't have to kind of have two separate days where they got to get everything prepared and, and released on a, on a weekly basis. It also aligns with a, a lot of the news and announcements, reviews, embargoes, and what have you. So big news from DC on multiple fronts. Uh, Image has an announcement. Now, they didn't really do talk much about their uh, initiatives as far as uh, comics and stories and, and characters and what have you, but they are announcing the, that they are creating a retailer appreciation award. So since Diamond has discontinued the retailer summits, they used to do retailer appreciation awards for retailers that go above and beyond, that really promote the comics, that really promote the publishers, that really kind of give you a lot of, uh, they do more than just set up shop and sell stuff. They, go, they push really hard to kind of promote and be advocates for the comic industry. Diamond isn't doing that any, anymore. Image has decided to step up and they're going to do their own version of that. There is a form that anyone can fill out Go to the forum. You can nominate your LCS or, or, or more than one LCS saying these guys are the best and here's why. And um, sometime in, uh, I believe, a little bit later this year, Image will be announcing the awards and they'll go to whichever LCS shop best exemplify the qualities that they've stated in there. In the article, there's a link to the form where you can fill it out and nominate your LCS uh, folks if you so choose and you think they're doing a great job. But that's all we have from Image. From Boom, let's move on to Boom Studios. So Boom is doing a lot to commemorate their anniversary year. 2024 is their 20th anniversary. Uh, 
so they're going to be doing a lot of emphasizing um, what are their big hits right now, which includes James the Tinian the Force stuff, including something's killing the children. Uh, they're also going to and they've also announced that the return of the Erica Slaughter series, which is coming back from its hiatus in April. Uh, Jason Aaron is going to boom to pen a new series or a spinoff series or a continuation series for uh, for Keanu Reeves Berserker. And uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, Jason Aaron's a you know relatively well-known writer. Berserker was very popular or a, a very popular temple series for Boom. So this should be a good pairing and we'll see how it turns out. Also, on the retailer front of things, instead of the content side of things, uh, Boom has reiterated its, its commitment to support and champion uh, their partners in 2024, which includes uh, coupled with Diamond's newly renounced 3% retail flat shipping rate Boom is reinforces commitment to its 2% of retail weekly freight rebate, reducing retailer freight costs to 1% beginning in April. That means any retailers that are ordering Boom comics, your freight costs are only going to be 1%, which is a, a good change or a good change. It's a reinforcement, but also a good change as well. Uh, there, Boom is also announcing a deep discount sale that will run March 25th through April 5th. So comic shops can take advantage of the improved shipping costs and restock some of their back issue items. And the boom is also uh, confirming that they are like the other uh, publishers that are engaged with Lunar uh, engaging in an affidavit, affidavit return policy. So you don't have to tear off the covers uh, retail shops that like boom, but they need to return something because it just didn't sell. They just sign an affidavit. They don't have to tear off the covers. They don't have to ship everything back. So they are relieved of that burden as well. So it sounds like a lot of the publishers are really moving towards that affidavit model where previously only Boom was really doing that. Now it sounds like a lot more of the publishers are getting on board. Whether or not Marvel gets on board, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. And last among the publish, publishers that had big announcements that we thought were interesting, Mad Cave. So Mad Cave leaned really hard last year into acquiring licenses of established IPs. Dick Tracy, Gotchman, um, Flash Gordon, and others. So Mad Cave took this opportunity to announce what they've got coming up for um, those two titles, specifically Gotchman and Flash Gordon. Dick Tracy is soon to be released, and we actually have a copy of that. We'll be reviewing that when it's close to the embargo time. So in the article, we have the infographics that show you which Gotchman titles is not just one. It's going to be the main title plus spinoffs and a few one-shots. There's a great infographic that shows you which Gashman titles are being published and when. And then as a second uh, secondary item, we also have a Flash Gordon infographic that shows you when the Flash Gordon titles come out. And here's a surprise that we didn't anticipate, which is good news, a Defenders of the Earth series, which includes Flash Gordon, but it pairs Flash Gordon with uh, the, uh, the Phantom and uh, Mandrake the Magician, and there's probably one or two other characters I can't remember off the top of my head. So you're getting Flash Gordon, Defenders of the Earth, some quarterlies, and graphic novels. Mad Cave is going all in on the licensed IPs. A lot of this is pulp stuff or stuff that's old but still popular, and that's a good move. So as far as publisher announcements, that's it. And I think that's a good list. Uh, that's, that's some interesting stuff, nothing that was really... Uh, uh, bad or scary or weird or uh, unusual. However, with the good comes the bad. So the bad is we, there are a lot of stuff that we were hoping to hear that we didn't hear. So for example, DC has this big event called Absolute Power in the summer. Presumably out of that, 
some several of the mainline titles are going to get realigned in September, including we know for a fact Nightwing because Tom Taylor's off, Detective Comics because we know Ron V is off, and a few other titles as well. So it looks like whatever happens out of Absolute Power, and we also know that Justice League is coming back. So whatever happens coming, at, whatever comes out of Absolute Power, is realigning a lot of the titles, maybe the whole thing, starting in September. But we, ha- we don't know what's going on in September. We're just hearing about absolute power. And then what comes after that is, I don't know, something, maybe new number ones, maybe a full reboot of the universe. Who knows? And I think that's a mistake because the retailers need to know that because they need to start prepping readers now. They need to start preparing readers for what's going to happen with DC come the fall. And leaving that to the last minute is probably not a smart move. <clears throat> also for Marvel, similar but different. The, uh, we know that the X-Men titles are getting, uh, I would say, a reboot is probably fair, starting in the beginning of July, when Tom Brevoort takes over the X-Office away from Jordan White, who is moving on to do other things. Uh, no news or information was, was shared that we can, we can find out. It's all just the little teases and hints about what's coming up with X-Men. We know that there's right now an Ultimates going on right now, or the <clears throat> little bits and pieces that we know of um, what's going on in the Ultimates is, is just about all we have, and there's nothing about the main X-Men titles. We have hints and teases that we know, for example, Gail Simone would be, is going to be one of the writers. So, okay, so we know that much, but we don't know anything else. We don't know how many titles are going to be, who's on what title. There are hints, there are teases, there are rumors, there are suggestions, but nothing confirmed. And that's coming up much sooner than what's happening over at DC. So I don't know why... Marvel's choosing to keep that close to the vest because that's going to be a big deal, especially if the MCU is targeting the X-Men, uh, starting with Deadpool and Wolverine that's coming up roughly the same time in that June-July time frame, why they would keep that close to the vest as far as what they're doing with the X-Men. Doesn't seem to make sense, but that's what they're going with. And the retailers are still, which I think is probably one of the biggest problems, is still in the dark about what the publishers are doing with their, with their titles. Let's move on to Image. Image also said really nothing much about their Energon universe. So far, it's been a huge success. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Void Rivals, the spinoff titles like Cobra Command and Duke, they're all hitting on all cylinders and they're becoming extremely popular. And that is the main reason why Image Comics was the number two publisher, at least in January 2024, if not a healthy chunk of 2023, because of the Energon universe, because of those Hasbro titles. But we got no information about what's the future of those titles. Are you going to do more IPs? Um, what is what's next? Are we just keeping with these and just writing it out, or are you going to or are you going to do something else? Or are you going to do more? How is it growing? How are you going to further those lines and titles? No information. So we're going to have to sit tight on that one to find out how the retailers are supposed to track and predict and make plans for the future when they don't know what the publishers are doing. Um, the same. I won't say criticism, but the same concern, I'll levy at Dynamite. We really didn't get much of anything out of Dynamite during Comics Pro as far as announcements about how successful Thundercats was. Thundercats was very successful for their lineup. The first issue we reviewed, it was okay, not fantastic, but they are clearly trying to do the same thing that Image is doing and also now future-wise what Mad Cave is doing with taking established IPs that have a lot of popularity, some pulp, some... um, um, animated and from years past and trying to capitalize on that, on that nostalgia, but with a fresh take. 
without subverting expectations, which hopefully is going to uh, not be a problem. But so far, Thundercats is okay, but they need to do more. They have a lot of those characters in their back catalog, like Green Hornet, like um, well, Red Sonja, they're always doing something with Red Sonja, but all the gold key characters as an example. And they're just not, they're sitting gathering dust. And so really hoping to hear more about what DC, what Dynamite is doing, I should say, and how the retailers can work with Dynamite to capitalize on using those IPs and taking the opportunity of those, of those IPs to do more. But we'll see how it goes. So that's it for today. That's it for Comics Pro 2024. I hope this has been valuable and helpful to you. Uh, if you're interested in more reviews and analysis, and if you're interested primarily in the comic reviews that we're trying to put out almost on a daily, if not weekly basis, uh, stay tuned right here and watch the next video. And thank you very much for joining.